turn with me to the book of Isaiah, Old Testament book of Isaiah. And put one finger in Isaiah and another finger in Proverbs chapter 4. Isaiah 38, we're going to be going there in just a little bit. We're going to start out with Proverbs chapter 4. Let's all stand together if you would. If your neighbor does not have a Bible, please allow them to look on with you so we can all look on God's Word together. Proverbs 4 verses 25 and 26. Verse 25 says, let thine eyes look right on and let thine eyelids look straight before thee. Ponder the path of thy feet and let all thy ways be established. Let's bow our heads for prayer. Father, it is so important how we look at the year to come and how we've looked at the year that is almost past. And, and Lord, I, I pray that we would be challenged this morning to have the right look and uh, to, to have the right vision. We've talked a lot and, uh, at the beginning and, and uh, even during uh, the year 2020 about 2020 vision. Well, our vision certainly got cleared up in 2020. Uh, we, we saw some things that uh, we never saw before. But uh, Father, we're getting ready to wrap up one year and start a new one. God, I pray that you'd help us to do so properly and do so with uh, our eyes in the right place. We pray, Father, that you would guide and direct and bless this time together in your word. Lord, I need you. I need you to be able to preach this message. I need you for every word that comes out of my mouth. I need you for my thoughts to be straight. Uh, Lord, I need your power. And God, I pray that you'd supply all that because uh, these are your people. And uh, they, they need a blessing. So I pray, Father, that you give them one this morning from your word and uh, speak to our hearts. And as you do so, may we not just let it, let it uh, come to us and then sit, but may we, may we uh, allow it to have a, a change and a difference and affect our hearts. And we'll be careful to thank you and to praise you for what you'll do. For it's in Jesus' name that we pray. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. The, the, the word in particular that caught, caught my eye, if you would, in uh, Proverbs, 20, or Proverbs 4, verses 25 and 26, was, uh, was the, the word, let thine eyes look right on. Uh, the title of this message this morning is Looking for a Better Year, and all God's people said. <laughs> I think we're, we're tired of 2020, uh, and people are, are looking for 2020 to end. Um, I was, I'm a comic guy, okay? I, I like uh, comic strips. I read them every morning. I've got a list of them that I read. That's one thing I like about my tablet. I can just line them all up, the ones I want, and just go through them. And uh, I've done that most of my life. I, it used to be with a newspaper, now it's with, a, now it's with an iPad. But uh, uh, I can't tell you the number of, of comics this morning that dealt with this last year. 
and uh, just, uh, well, I'll be glad when this year is over. Well, I got news. Uh, there could be more coming, <laughs> you know. And, uh, and, and, and I really believe a lot of it has to do with our outlook and, and the, the way that we look at not only what's past, but what's coming. Um, one of the things that has just, and it didn't dawn on me until just, just about a week ago, I was uh, telling my family, I says, you know, uh, it finally dawned on me what has bothered me probably the most this year. And that's the constant barrage of negativity. I mean, bad news just one right after another, after another, after another. And sometimes it's bad news and sometimes it's just bad attitudes. Okay? Uh, it's not always just bad. I, bad news I think I can almost handle. But it's the bad attitudes. And, and uh, just, oh my goodness. Oh, look at this. Oh, did you see what happened? Oh. And after a while, and I'm sure you folks have been affected by that, whether you realize it or not, uh, you just get that over and over and oh, and this year has, has really has been one of those years. But, uh, but understand that, you know, uh, people, people say, well, I couldn't take anymore. I can't take anymore. I can't get any worse than this. Oh, yes, I can. <laughs> It really can. Uh, you, you, say, you say, how can it get worse than what we had this last year? Read the book of Revelation. Uh, from chapter 4 to chapter 19, it's pretty nasty, except for the scenes that take place in heaven. But, uh, but uh, that's, the, that's the tribulation period, where, the period where if you are a, a saved, born-again believer, you will not be here for that time. And all God's people said, <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm glad. But... Uh, to, to say that it can't get worse is really, is really being naive. And it's really not, the issue is not, is it going to get better or is it going to be, get worse? The, 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 uh, the issue is, first of all, what were you looking for in 2020? Um, I think a lot of uh, expectations and a lot of hopes were dashed. There were people that were planning on trips and vacations and and uh, doing various things that just didn't come to pass because because of the pan pandemic, and and, uh, and that you know that's fine. I understand those kind of things happen, but how did it affect people? And you know they say that that uh, uh, drug overdoses have gone up. Uh, people people uh, uh, sale of booze has gone up. Uh, using drugs has gone up. Uh, deaths from those things has, has, has risen. Well, it's not, you know, they say, well, the pandemic caused that. No, it didn't. Pandemic didn't cause any of that stuff. Uh, the pandemic put pressure on folks and folks responded wrong. And you know what? We're getting ready to go into a new year. Let's make sure that our, our vision is in the right place and that we're looking in the right way and at the right things so that we can respond right when it comes regardless of what form it might take uh, i'm convinced that in many cases people were uh, looking and myself included were, were looking at and for uh, some of the wrong things 
Uh, our, you know, we, again, you heard, heard the reference, I'm sure, all year long about 2020 vision. Well, a 2020 vision could use an upgrade, amen? It really could use an upgrade. And so what I want us to look at uh, this morning is five ways to, to uh, look better for a better year. Now, I'm not talking about your appearance, but I'm talking about fixing your gaze on the right things. Five ways to look better for a better year. First one is over in Isaiah chapter 38. You should be there by now. Isaiah 38, look with me in, in verses 9 through 17. Now what this is, this is the prayer that, uh, and the, the, the incident where King Hezekiah was uh, uh, king over Judah. He was, the, he was the king and he was sick. And uh, God basically told them, you're, you're not only sick, but you're going to be sick unto death. And so he, he turned his back uh, and, and faced the wall and uh, uh, began to cry out to God. Now, some folks say, well, you know, he sulked when he did that. I don't know that. Uh, you know, I, all I know is if, if God told me that my time was up, I'd ask him for more time, wouldn't you? I don't know that's a bad thing. And, uh, and that's exactly what he did. And that's where we come in in verse 9. Verse 9 says, The writing of, of Hezekiah, king of Judah, when he had been sick and was, recover, uh, and was recovered of his sickness. And I said in the cutting off of my days, I shall go to the, the gates of the grave. I am deprived of the residue of my years. I said, I shall not ever see the Lord, even the Lord in the land of the living. I shall behold man no more with the inhabitants of the world. Mine age is departed and is removed from me as a shepherd's tent. I have cut, uh, I have cut off like a weaver my life. He will cut me off with, with pining sickness. From day even to night wilt thou make an end of me. I reckon till morning that as a lion, so will he break all my bones from day even to night. Wilt thou make an end of me like a crane or a swallow? So did I chatter. I did mourn as a dove. Mine eyes fail with looking upward. O oh Lord, I am oppressed. Undertake for me. What shall I say? He hath both spoken unto me and himself hath done it, I shall go softly all my years in the bitterness of my soul. O Lord, by these things men live, and in all these things is the life of my spirit. So wilt thou recover me and make me to live. Behold, for peace I had great bitterness, but thou hast in, thou hast in love to my soul delivered it, from the pit of corruption, for thou hast, hast cast all my sins behind thy back. And from, from, about, from about verse uh, 17 on, the, the thing begins to change the whole attitude. He starts out in some, in some woe and bitterness, and then he, he, he changes his whole, his whole outlook to, think, to the thing. Look, look back up with me to verse 14. It says, like a crane or a swallow, so did I chatter. I did mourn as a dove, mine eyes fail with looking upward. O Lord, I am oppressed, under, 
take from me? The first look that we have to have is we've got to have the upward look. And, and Hezekiah got to the, the point in his life where he, he, as he was looking upward, he was getting even weary of doing that. And he just simply cried out to God and said, undertake for me. Um, the way that that would be interpreted today or the way that we would say that today would be, Lord, take over. Uh, Lord, it's yours. Lord, I let go. There's nothing more I can do. If you don't help me, I'm in trouble. Well, the, the rest of the story was, was that God gave him 15 more years as a result of that prayer. And uh, God heard him and, and gave it to him. But it's all because he looked upward. He looked upward. He understood that with, without God, he couldn't make it. John chapter 15 and verse 5, Jesus said this. He said, without me, ye can do nothing. Uh, one of the things I think that 2020 has taught us is that, uh, you know, uh, we can't do it without the Lord. We can't do it. Uh, you know, uh, we need him desperately and never know. I think one of the things that has gotten me this year is that things change so quickly. And uh, you don't, you don't all, especially in the state of New York, you don't ever really know what all the rules are. And uh, that's just the way that it goes. Okay? So, uh, so what do we need? Why is that happening? Why is God letting that happen to us? So we can cry out to him. So we can realize just how much we need the Lord. Uh, Hezekiah was sick and he looked to God. And he looked to God alone for his relief. Uh, in, a, look in Isaiah uh, 38, look down at verses uh, 20 and 21. Verse 20 says, The Lord was ready to save me. Therefore, we will sing my songs to the strong to the stringed instruments all the days of our life in the house of the Lord. For Isaiah had said, let them take a lump of figs and lay it for a plaster upon the boil and he shall recover. And that was the answer that he got. He, he ended up recovering. But he recovered because he looked to God for help. He recovered because he said, Lord, undertake for me. In other words, this is too much for me. You've got to carry me through. By the way, that's not a bad place to be. That's a good place to be. And uh, I know there have been many people that have been in that place many times this last year. And who knows, this next year and might even be more times. But what God wants us to do and what he encourages us to do is to look upward and to look to him. Um, God alone is our help. And one of the things I believe that this last year and then this year to come is going to teach us, is going to teach us to, to depend totally upon our God in every area of life. The second look that we need to have is a forward look. Go with me to Luke chapter 9. Luke chapter 9. We need to have an upward look, but we also need to have a forward look. Luke chapter 9, and look with me down in verse 62. Luke chapter 9, verse 62, the very last verse 
there were, there were men that wanted to follow Jesus. And for each one of these men, he gave them, he gave them an admonition. And in verse 62, uh, in fact, just go with me back up to verse 61. And another also said, Lord, I will follow thee, but let me first go, go bid them farewell, which are at home at my house. In verse 62, and Jesus said unto him, No man having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. He said, he, he said uh, no man looking back is fit. We need to look forward. Looking back and holding on to the past prevents some things. And it says that a man who does that, who looks behind, instead of looking forward, uh, is not fit for the kingdom of God. Well, the Bible tells us over in Romans 14 and verse 17, what the kingdom of God is on a practical basis, on a day-by-day -day basis in our life. And the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. If you're constantly looking back rather than looking forward, you're, you're really robbing yourself of righteousness, of joy, and of peace in the Holy Ghost because you're not going forward. Take your Bibles and turn with me to Philippians chapter 3. Philippians chapter 3. In Philippians chapter 3, look down at verses 13 and 14. The Apostle Paul's speaking. He's, he's in prison at the time. He said, Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do. Forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. He says, forgetting those things which, which are, are, are before or are behind. Uh, forgetting those things means to not be influenced by them or affected by them in the respect that they're not holding you back. You're not living in the past. You don't let the past stop you. And, you know, that's, that's both good things in the past and bad things in the past. Failures and sins, and that's specifically, I think, one of the things that, that uh, Paul was talking about. He wasn't going to let his failures and he wasn't going to let his, his sins of the past stop him from serving God. Uh, there is no sin that God can't forgive. There is no sin that God can't give us victory over. And uh, we need to understand that and realize it. But not only is it the sins that sometimes can hold us back, but it's the good things. Uh, I can't tell you the number, and there's been a lot of them, so I can't even grab one specific illustration necessarily, but there, there have been people that I, I have met over, over my life and ministry that... Uh, uh, where they are today, all they can talk about is what they used to do and how they used to be a deacon, how they used to teach Sunday school, how they used to witness, how they used to knock on doors, how they used to do this, how they used to do that. I, I'll be quite frank with you. I don't care what you or I used to do. What are you doing for God right now? 
You know, what are you involved in? I realize as we get older that there are and various responsibilities change and so forth, and, and even uh, our physical abilities change. Uh, there, th those things will, will change, but you need to be keeping on, keeping on until either you end up six feet under or the Lord comes back to get you. In other words, there ought to be something you're looking forward to. One of the things I've always appreciated about our son Jonathan, and I think probably more than any of our other children, Jonathan always likes to look forward. And he looks, he, he look, you know, if, if he's got one event going on then he, and that one's over, then he looks for the next event. And then he looks for the next, whether it's just something going on in the week or whether it's some big trip or whatever it might be. And he's, he's try, he always tries to look forward. You know when any of us start having problems is when we stop the forward look. Uh, this, this year, what are your goals? Uh, what would you like to see accomplished? And I don't just mean desires, but I mean, what are you going to do to see something happen? Uh, one of the reasons why we ended up having the concert, and, and I'm not taking any credit for it, it was the Lord who gave me the idea. But I believe one of the reasons why the Lord gave me the idea was because I said, I don't want to just sit here and not have anything going on at Christmas time. Uh, you know what, what I think a lot of us have done this last year is we've said, okay, I can't do anything. Can't pass out tracks. Can't go door knocking. Can't do this. Can't do that. So, you know, I think I'll just stay home and watch it online. It's online now. I can sit here with my cup of coffee and, uh, you know, and I can, I can put my feet up on the... Listen, if I wasn't the preacher, that would be a temptation for me too, okay? In fact, I actually almost thought about asking these guys to bring their cameras to my living room and just sit in my, <laughs> my lazy boy recliner and say, all right, take your Bibles. And turn. <laughs> uh, Nah, that was awful tempting, but then that's something that we were going to do. Uh, it's, it's easy to get into that kind of a mold where you just stop looking forward. Listen, when you stop looking forward, you're useless. You're useless for God. Yeah, you, just, you just are. And we need to look forward. We need to look forward. Uh, what, what would you like to accomplish for the Lord Jesus this year? I mean, what would you like, what would you like to do? Uh, God wants you to do something. You know, the, the, the verse says, I press toward the mark of the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. So many times when we read that verse, we think, we think uh, well, there's a prize for serving Jesus. There's a reward. That, is, that isn't what that verse says. And I was thinking about it just this week. It says, I, 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 I uh, uh, press toward the mark of the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. God's got a calling on every person's life. That's the prize. The prize is you get to serve God in 2021. You get to do something for Jesus in 2021. Well, if you have that kind of a mindset, you know what you're going to do? You're going to look forward. You're not just going to look behind. You're not just, you're not just going to sit on, on the promises, uh, but you're going, to, you're going to look forward and you're going to want to go forward for the Lord Jesus Christ. Another, another uh, 
way to, to look better for a better year. Take, take your Bibles and turn to Hebrews 12. Here's another thing we ought to look at. Hebrews chapter 12, a person we ought to look at. Hebrews 12 verses 1 and 2 says, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. You notice it said that, that he saw joy that was set before him, but before he could get to the joy, he had to go through the cross. And so he was able to endure the cross because of the joy. He, even Jesus himself had a forward look. Look up in verse 1. Notice what it says we have to, have to do in order to look to Jesus. It says, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. The first thing you got to do is lay aside the, the weights and the sins. Weights are things that just slow you down. Sins are things that are wrong. Uh, what are some things that you struggled with in 2020 that if you're not careful, you're going to drag them with you over into 2021? Uh, make a decision. Make a decision today that, listen, we're going, to, we're going to lay those weights aside. Those things that slowed me down, they might have even been good things but they prevented, prevented you from reaching your full potential for Jesus Christ. Uh, lay aside those weights and lay aside the sin that does so easily beset you. And look to Jesus. It says, patiently running your race. Uh, it's your race. Your race is not my race. God's called me to pastor this church. He hasn't called anybody else here to pastor this church. And I don't say that in a boastful way. I'm just saying that's what he's called me to do. Whatever it is that God's called you to do, he has not called me to do. Well, find out what it is. Find out what your race is. Find out what responsibilities you're supposed to uphold and fulfill. And then look to Jesus so that you can finish the race. We're to, we're to run to him and we're to run for him. We're to run to him because we can look to him for encouragement. You know, he's, he's the one who, uh, he, he despised the shame, but he looked forward to the joy. And what that simply means is he was willing to go through the shame. I'm sure glad he did because he did it for you and he did it for me. And he paid that awful price for sin that he never committed. We committed the sin. He did not. And he paid that price for us on the cross. He despised that shame. I believe that's part of, of what was going on with, with Jesus in the garden, where he said, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not, not my will but thine be done. I don't believe for five seconds he was saying, let this cross pass from me. He was going to go to the cross. It was just all that was involved in the wrath of God and the separation from the Father. He, he did not look forward to that. 
but he looked forward to the joy that was after that. You know, part of that joy, part of that joy was, was us trusting Jesus Christ as Savior. If you're here this morning and you're saved, uh, Jesus Christ looked forward to that. He was, you know, that's one of the things, that's one of the joys that kept him going and, and caused him. And I realize he, he was God, and I understand that. I'm not trying to, to denigrate his deity at all. But he was an example for us. And he's saying, listen, uh, yes, there's things you're going to despise, but you've got a greater goal. And you look to Jesus to get encouragement for that greater goal. So when, you, when, you're, when you're running your race, run to him and then run for him. Not just to him so that you can get encouragement, but run for him. Look to please him and look for his approval. I'll be honest. Uh, if 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 man doesn't like what you what you do for him, but the Lord Jesus is smiling and and just thankful for what you did, who cares? You know, really, who cares? Uh, you, you shouldn't be doing it for others. You shouldn't be doing it for the you might you know you might you might do something for God and get no pats on the back. One of the things that. Uh, you know, I, I, I try to be careful, but I know people fall through the cracks. And I try to show appreciation when anybody ever does anything around here for the Lord at one time or another. But I, I, I realize that that doesn't always happen. Well, you know, it doesn't really make any difference if the preacher's pleased or not. The bottom line is, is God pleased? And if God's pleased and God's happy, that ought to make you ecstatic. <laughs> I mean, that ought, to, that ought to thrill your soul. And uh, it, our run is to him, but our run is also for him. And we ought to look for his approval. The next thing we ought to look at, number four, is Hebrews chapter 12. You're in that chapter already. Look down at verses 14 through 16. It says in verse 14, follow peace with all men and holiness... With, without which no man shall see the Lord, looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you, and thereby many be defiled, lest there be any fornicator or profane person as Esau, who for one morsel of meat sold his birthright. Now back up in verse 15, he says, looking diligently. We need to look diligently. To be diligent means to be careful means to be conscientious. Uh, it means to be persistent. And it says, look diligently lest we fail of the grace of God. Now, that's not talking about losing a person's salvation once they've trusted him as Savior. That's talking about now that you're saved, you, you, in order to get saved, you needed saving grace. In order to live for God, you need living grace. But it's possible to fail of that grace. It's possible to be in a position, or better yet, to have an attitude that will cause that grace not to be available for you. Uh, one of the things I, that, that I've seen, I've seen it in my own life a lot, way more than I like to, and that is, is that uh, attitudes, bad attitudes, can rob you of grace. Uh, this verse tells, tells us that bitterness, bitterness can prevent grace. And what's grace? Well, grace are the resources that God uses and gives to us, the power, the strength, 
the, the ability, the desire to do his will, to do what he would have us to do. And uh, we need to look diligently. Uh, this Again, this last year, I had some attitudes popping up on me. I had some, you know, I had some burrs under my saddle, and I, I, it, wasn't, it wasn't good, it wasn't right. I'm glad God pointed them out to me. Uh, but we need to be so, so careful. Uh, we, need to, we need to have a diligent look. And when that stuff starts popping up, we need to address it. We need to take care of it immediately. We need to look diligently. Um, Hebrews, back up just a little bit to Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews 10. And look at verse 26 and 27. For if we sin willfully, after that we have received the knowledge of the truth. There remaineth no more sacrifice for sins, but a certain fearful looking for of judgment and fiery indignation, which shall devour the adversaries. Um, bottom line on, on those two verses, you ought to fear what sin can do to you. You ought to fear. Uh, we talked about this in Sunday school this morning. Uh, sin is never your friend, but not only is it not your friend, but it can, if you allow sin to find a home in your life on a regular basis, it can do, it can do some real serious damage. And we ought to fear what sin can do, and therefore we ought to look diligently. Go to, uh, over to the book of Jude. Book of Jude. Book of Jude, just before the book of Revelation. Jude 21. Jude 21 says, Keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. Uh, we ought to be looking for grace. We ought to be looking for mercy this year. We're going to need it. I mean, I, I'm not saying that because I'm trying to be a doomsday prophet. That's not, that's not the point at all. There hasn't been a year that, that gone, that's gone by where I haven't needed an abundance of, of grace and an abundance of mercy. Uh, but we need to look for mercy. Uh, in, in, in one of the ways that you can be prepared to have the right attitude so that God can give you the mercy that he desires to give you. Psalm 18, verse 25 says, With the merciful thou wilt show uh, thyself merciful. Speaking of God. In other words, he's merciful to those who are merciful to others. And so if we want to have mercy, we better, better show a little mercy. But be, be diligent in your looking this year. If you've already got, you know, you've, you, you've got something that's unresolved. Something's unresolved between you and a spouse, maybe you and your kids, maybe you and another family member, you and a church member, you and somebody you work with. Why don't you get that thing taken care of? Why don't you resolve that thing now? Because I'll tell you what, and this something I've, I've, I'm still learning over the years, and that is, is that unresolved situations in my life continually pop up in other areas. And I watch it over and over and over again. And that, that verse that we looked at in Hebrews 12, it said, looking diligently lest any root of bitterness springing up 
It springs up in places that you don't expect it to spring up, but it just shoots up. And uh, it'll shoot up in, in uh, playing with the kids. It'll be, you shoot up in playing with the grandkids. It'll shoot up when, uh, when you walk into the door uh, at home. Uh, it'll shoot up when uh, uh, you and your spouse have a, have a disagreement. I mean, it'll just shoot up. Why? Because it's unresolved. And it's unresolved because we weren't looking diligently. And uh, God says we need to look diligently because we need plenty of grace. And we need plenty of mercy for this next year. Then the last thing, Titus chapter 2. Titus chapter 2. First and second Timothy, Titus. Titus chapter 2. And this is, this is one we ought, to, we ought to, and I think we do, I think many of you do, anyway, uh, consciously look for at the end of every year and at the beginning of the next one. Titus chapter 2, verses 11 through 14 says, For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live soberly, righteously and godly in this present world, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. We ought to be looking this year for Jesus to come back. And, and you know, you, you say, yeah, because this old world's wicked and this old world's rotten and I don't want to go through another 2020 and even so come Lord Jesus and, you know, res rescue, rescue all of us from this gar garbage heap of humanity. Well, I understand that, that thought, but how about, uh, Lord, why don't you come back just because I'd like to see you? <laughs> Lord, why don't you come back because you've just been so good to me? Lord, uh, would you please come back because uh, I love you. And I want to be able to say some things to you and thank you and show you my appreciation face to face. You know, uh, this passage says that grace teaches us something. And that grace teaches us godliness, not godlessness and worldly lusts. And other, yeah, I, I've been asked this question many times when I've witnessed to folks. Well, so then, if a person, according to what you believe, if a person trusts Jesus Christ as Savior, they realize they're a sinner on their way to hell, and uh, they repent and trust Jesus Christ as their personal Savior, ask Him to save you, then they have a, they have a guaranteed, absolute, positive uh, reservation for a home in heaven no matter what they do for the rest of their life, they can just go out and do anything they want to. Well, the statement by itself is, I guess, true. But that should not be the attitude behind what happened. If, if you really get saved, you're going to appreciate your God. If you really get saved, you're going to love your God. If you really get saved, uh, you know, grace teaches us not to live licentiously, but to live godly. And, and to, to want to have a life that would please the one who gave us that grace. And, uh, 
you know, that, that, uh, those verses precede the verse that says, looking for that blessed hope. In other words, look for him to come by being ready. Look to him, uh, for him to come by serving the Lord. Look to him, for, to him to come uh, and be clean. You know, a lot of, a lot, lots of times God's people say, oh yeah, I wish God just rescued me out of here. Well, are you ready? I mean, in, with the attitude you have right now, with the sin that's in your life right now, do you really want to see him face to face? Or would you rather clean up your act and start serving God and start having a good attitude and uh, maybe hit 2021 running a little bit differently than we hit 2020? Uh, you know, are, are you ready for him to come? Are you ready to see him? Uh, not only, you know, that, that isn't only necessary and, and an important message for those that are saved, but you might be here this morning or you might be watching online this morning. You don't know for sure if you die, you go to heaven. There's never been a time in your life where you've repented of your sin, knowing that sin was going to take you straight to hell. And cry out to God and ask him for his mercy. Believe on him and him alone and trust him and him alone as your Savior. Now, the bad news is, is that if he does come, I, I really don't want him to come. Honestly, I don't. I don't want him to come in 2021. I want him to come before 2021. I want him to come this week. Uh, I'd, I'd love to see my Savior face to face. If we never had to go through uh, another full year, that would be fine with me. I'm with Mrs. Raper. Let's, let's not celebrate another birthday before the Lord comes. Uh, that, that'd, be a, that'd be a good thing. Uh, but if that happens and you're not saved, you don't go. And the indication of Scripture is after that, you won't trust him as Savior either. You know that the, the time to take care of that thing is right now. I wouldn't want to go in, on a, and I mean this with, for, with all my heart, I would not want to go through another year with a prospect like 2020, maybe worse. I don't know. Uh, who knows? Uh, God knows. I don't know. Uh, but uh, I wouldn't want to go through it without the Savior. I wouldn't want to go through it without assurance of salvation, assurance of forgiveness of sins. And let me encourage you, if you're here this morning and you are not positive on that issue, we're going to have an invitation in just a minute. And I'm going to encourage you to come forward. Come see me. I'll meet you right here. And uh, just, just get my attention and say, Pastor, I'd like to get saved. I'd like to get this thing settled. We'll have somebody take the Word of God, take you into another room, just sit down and explain it to you and show you how you can trust Christ as Savior. It's a, it's a personal thing. It's something personal between an individual and God. But, but uh, uh, are, you, are you ready for Him? Are you ready for Him if you're saved? Are you, are you, you're obviously not ready for Him if you've not trusted Christ as Savior yet. In this next year, we've got to have our sight in the right place. Are you looking upward and looking for him to help you? Because without him, you can do nothing. Are you looking forward? In other words, you got some goals. You got some things you want to see accomplished. I, I'm not even talking New, New Year's resolutions. I'm just talking desires, 
to want to serve the Lord and get something accomplished for him. And then thirdly, are you looking to Jesus? Uh, he's the one that's going to encourage you. I, you know, I, I appreciate church people, and believe me, we need our, the encouragement of one another. But we can't even encourage by God. And, uh, you know, that's why I enjoy testimonies around here, whether it be about Bible verses or Christmas blessings or just what God's been doing in your, in your life. It's because folks are given a testimony from the overflow. In other words, God's already done something for them. And now they're, they're being an encouragement to us. And then are you looking diligently? You're looking for that grace. You're looking for that mercy. And you're looking to get rid of the attitudes that would prevent either one. And then last of all, you're looking for that blessed hope. Are you looking for him to come? Let's bow our heads, every head bowed, every eye closed. In just a moment, we're going to have a word of prayer and then start the invitation. But before we do that, can I ask you a couple of questions? First of all, do you know for sure if you died today, because you go to heaven, can you look back to a time where you realized that you were heading for hell and you repented and turned to Jesus Christ and trusted him and him alone as your personal Savior? Cried out to him for mercy. And at that moment, according to the Bible, you are born again because God saved your soul. And you've known that from that day till this. If you know that for sure, I wonder, with heads bowed and eyes closed, no one looking around, just raise your hand as a testimony of that fact. Say, Pastor, here's my hand. I know for sure if I die today, I go to heaven because I've trusted Christ as Savior. All right, thank you. Put your hands down. How many of you would be just as honest? And raise your hand and say, no, I'm not so sure that's settled yet. Uh, no, I don't know that for sure. Preacher, would you please pray for me? And I would not, I wouldn't, wouldn't if, if I know your name, I wouldn't call it out. I'll just acknowledge the fact that you've raised your hand and I will pray for you. Was there anyone like that? To say, I'm concerned about my soul. I'm concerned. Here's my hand. Pray for me. My prayer can't save you, but I certainly can pray for you. All right, you're here this morning and you're saved. And uh, the Lord uh, dealt with you about something that you need to take care of this morning. And you know, it's not, in, with this kind of a message, it's often, it's often not just sin. It's, it's, put, it's putting something ahead, you know, putting some goals out there, uh, having some desires, uh, telling the Lord, yeah, I'm not going to quit on you. I'm going to keep on going. I'm going to watch my attitudes. There's some things that I want to accomplish for Jesus Christ. Or, or maybe, maybe it's the sin that does so easily beset you, and you need to take care of that. This morning, I don't know. It's between you and God. But you just say, by an uplifted hand, God's spoken to my heart. I need to take care of some things. Pray for me. Anyone like that here this morning? All right, thank you. I see that hand. I see that one. I see that one. All right, let's pray. Father, I'm thankful for the fact that every time your word is preached, it never returns void. It always goes out and does something. Now, whether or not we respond to it properly, that's one thing. But God... Uh, you always do the work, and your word always does the work. I pray, Father, for anyone that might be here this morning that might not know for sure that if they die, they go to heaven. If the rapture were to take place today and you were to, you were to come and get us, 
Maybe left in the pew. Uh, that's a terrible thing. Lord, uh, I don't want to see anyone go to hell for all eternity. And I know my desire is nothing compared to yours because you gave the ultimate price. You gave your only son. And I pray, Father, that you to work on hearts this morning that know not Christ as Savior. And then, Lord, for those that are saved and you've been dealing with their hearts, the ones that raised their hand and those that didn't, uh, Lord, uh, please, please be gracious. And please, God, encourage them in the decision that they make. And uh, give them the strength and give them the grace and give them the mercy. We love you so much. And Lord, uh, our desire is in 2021. We want to please you. We want to end this year right. We want to start out the new year right. With the right attitudes and certainly with the right looks. Help us to do so, work in this invitation, and Lord, uh, have your will and your way in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Let's all stand.